get into it. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Yeah. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Oh my goodness. How's everyone doing? I hope you're all doing great. I'm a little tired today, but yeah, right we're both well. tired. <laughs> yeah, this is a, probably the Ross realest version y'all are going to get from me. I walked into my house 43 minutes ago. I literally took the fastest shower of my life. <laughs> I didn't have clean clothes. I feel like people, some people are going to think this is gross, whatever. I get it. You're supposed to wash new clothes, but I had a package from Shein of new clothes. So I just like dug through, threw something on some. Good news is everything fits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually just got into, I went to Greensboro this weekend because it was my friend's engagement party. Beautiful. I got my makeup professionally done, so I felt like a woman. <laughs> oh, my God. Please tell me you took pictures. Have you posted? I haven't been on my socials. So I haven't um, seen. Well, she asked us to be her bridesmaids uh, <gasps> this morning. <laughs> Oh, Rachel, yeah. I am living vicariously through you. <laughs> My little sister's been dating her boyfriend for five years, and we saw her this week, and we were like, when's he popping the question? We're about to start sliding in the DMs, because I'm like, I want to go to a wedding so bad. And uh, I know, like, being a part of a wedding is a big commitment, because it costs money and time. But, like, I want to be in someone's wedding. So I'm going to live vicariously through you. I'm so excited, but here's one picture of me. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yes, I can see it. And you look so pretty. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I think the last time I had my makeup professionally done was senior prom. Oh, my gosh. See, I've never had my makeup professionally done. And I really want to learn how to do a nice beat for like events like this and like date nights and things like that. Because yeah. I don't know how to do anything no, like that i totally get that because i've been like i've been two things i've been like i bought some new makeup i spent like 60 dollars at ulta a couple weeks ago bought some new makeup kind of added to some things that i had that i knew worked well for me um but i don't ever wear makeup so i've been like trying to do my makeup more while i'm working from home for two reasons one to like you know it's only been three years of me like in sweatpants looking crusty so like Maybe if I want to feel cute, I need to do something to make myself feel cute. Yeah. I know. But then I get the double end of that, and I'm like, this shit is so expensive. Like, should I be just wasting it to wear in my house? No, because if it makes you feel good, I say do it because, like, yeah. Like, I honestly, like, I didn't need to get my makeup done, but I just wanted to feel pretty. And yeah, even, you do have really pretty skin and clear skin. Thank you. And even though You're I'm welcome. still told with that, I'm still told I'm pretty pretty without makeup. I just wanted to feel like good and like yeah. up and like, you know. Yeah, see that's how I feel. I want to feel like feel a little bit more put together, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so I've been working on my natural beat and my other reason is cuz my birthday's dinner is coming up and I'm like, you know, I want to like have the even skin tone, like the glowy skin, but it's almost like is she wearing makeup? Is she not wearing makeup? So yeah. I've been practicing too, but like damn, it's hard. It is it's not hard. As not as easy as it was. And I, I hate it. Go ahead. I was to say, I used to take classes and I'm like, all that's out the window. Oh my gosh. I hate it when when people are like, why the hell is she wearing so much makeup? Ah, da, 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 da. Makeup is an art. It is so oh, hard. You like, I feel like people who are like, 
I can't believe you learned something. Like, you're just mad that you don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do it the same way. And so it, like, you're insecure about it and you're projecting that onto me. Oh, oh. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the haters going to be hating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But how was your weekend? Uh, well, not even, I guess it is still the weekend for us, isn't it? But um, yeah. it was really exciting. So I got a call from my mom. I, I got a text that I didn't see. Then I got a call from my mom that my brother and my sister-in-law went into early labor. So my, she's not my third niece as in like my third niece or nephew, but I have two nephews, two nieces, but my third niece was born my brother's youngest daughter. He is a girl dad. This is girl number three. <laughs> um, no boys. So my sister has two boys. Interesting trend in my family. But she was born earlier. Her name is Aubrey Isabella. She is the cutest, just littlest. She's about three weeks premature. So she's not like, she's home already and everything mm -hmm. like that. Baby's healthy. Mom's healthy. That's all we can ask for. Um, but she was only about five pounds, five ounces. So she is just wow. literally the smallest, little, sweetest baby doll looking baby ever. I love her name. Um, so yeah, her name's beautiful. That's a nice right? name. I told my brother they're really they do a really good job picking out names. My sister in law thinks very uh, hard into it because I mean it sticks with you for the rest of your life. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, so I spent a lot of time with my family. I got to stay with my sister at her new apartment for the first time, which was fun. Um, a learning experience. I definitely see um, how hectic uh, having a household with children is. It's like so funny because I feel like. I know I'm an adult and I'm an aunt, but it's not until like I'm with the kids and it's just me and my sister and there's no other adults. And then I'm like, oh shit, like we're in charge. So I had a lot of those moments this weekend. It was just like babies screaming a lot, <laughs> throwing things, being into everything. Oh, but I love them so much. They're growing up so fast. So they are into everything. Yeah, <laughs> those moments. And then Got to catch up with a couple friends, one from New York that ironically ended up being in Charlotte too. So we got to meet up and hang out. That was really good. So all in all, I think I had a good wholesome weekend. I think I might've made a couple people upset, but it comes and it goes. Yeah, it's it's fine. Like relationships are hard. Uh, me and my mom have been arguing a lot over the last oh. episode. Is she still upset about it? Did you finally reach out to her? Uh, yeah, she's still upset about it. Oh, but you know what? It'll be all right. <laughs> you know, I get that. And like, I think it's just like a great segue into like what I wanted to talk about today anyways. Because it's, I think it's bringing up hard conversations that, let's be real in life. Like no one really teaches us how to have hard conversations. Mm -mm. Like, no. do you feel like you had anyone in your life that did that? Cause I, not until I started being a program manager and like my boss was teaching me, but see, I handle hard conversations differently in my personal life and at work, like at work, I'm calm, cool and collected. In my personal life, I start off calm, cool, and collected, and then I can turn into a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think it escalates. I think it has to do with a lot of things. But it's funny that you say that because I feel like it was exactly the same for me. Like, no one ever taught me 
I grew up in a very passive aggressive family. So I want to say that, but I don't want to say that there was a lot of discipline, but like there was also a lot of discipline for things that I don't want to say aren't discipline worthy, but in a lot of instances it was like, should I be getting in trouble for this? Um, And so there was a lot of passive aggressiveness in addressing that. Like, I don't think that's normal. Like, I don't think that's right. Like, I don't think this is a reason why this person should be getting in trouble to this capacity. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was aggressive. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in a very, and like, I would say like in public to another family, I grew up in a mixed family. You would look at our situation and be like, wow, you guys, you know, co-parent so well. And you just have the most beautiful, like well-rounded mixed family because, you know, stepbrothers, stepsisters, which I do get along with my stepbrothers and sisters so very much. I love them so much. I don't know what I would do without them. Um, But a lot of that was trauma bonding. And um, it was not as pretty as it looked like on the inside as it looked on the outside. Yeah. I mean, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, So I realized it was the same for me. It wasn't until I was a manager at this company, Red Ventures, where me and Rachel actually met that I they started teaching me about like accountability conversations mm-hmm. and you know, you're a manager. I'm sure you can understand when it's writing people up. Mm-hmm. I've had to fire people and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I work is so much easier. I tend to lose my cool when it's like in my personal, I guess. Yeah. Cause I guess cause. Uh, okay. I want to say because the reprimands aren't the same, like when I get escalated, like at work, if I escalate with someone, I'm either getting written up or fired. But like at home, I know we'll forgive each other as long as it doesn't get too out of control. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's almost like because there's like an HR guideline, right, or whatever, I remember like the first time I had to fire someone and I was like, I was like sick to my stomach. I like felt so bad that I was firing someone. But then my man, my manager like had a conversation with me of like, okay, these are the rules, right? And these are the steps we took with this person to avoid it. And they were aware of them, right? Correct. You know, they still didn't adhere to said rules. So now said person is said firing themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes it easier because you're right. It's kind of like, well, you broke a rule. So let me explain to you what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to handle the situation. It leaves less room for argument. Whereas I think you're right with, with relationships. There's a chance I'm going to forgive you. Um, or, you know, we're going to have to try to work past this. Or there, there isn't a perfect rule book. Like we could talk about girl code and guy code and friend code and family code, but it's Mm -hmm. like, none of that is written in stone. It's all up to your own interpretation. Your expectations may not be the same as my expectations. So it's a lot of gray area. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin and I actually recently got over an argument. That was my fault. (laughs) It was definitely my fault. Um, I was out with my friend and I was trying to call him to tell him about it because it was so cute. We had like a little play date and I was calling him to tell him about it and to ask him if he wanted me to pick up some food because I didn't feel like cooking and he wasn't answering. So I was calling back to back to back to back to back. 
this man did not answer for freaking ever. And then so I call his brother, his brother didn't answer. So I messaged them both on Instagram. They didn't answer. And so I'm like texting him like, yo, what the fuck? Pick up your fucking phone. And then I see him post on social media on his story. And I'm like, yo, so you can fucking post on Instagram, but you can't call me back? Oh. <laughs> no, I know that feeling. There's been so many times I've wanted to type someone because I see they're on Instagram, but they're not messaging me back. And it's like important. And I'm like, Ooh. yeah, and it pissed me off. So I'm like, yo, who the fuck are you with? Because he was text. He was finally texting me back. But he wasn't calling me back. I'm like, yo, why the fuck aren't you answering my calls? Who the fuck are you with? So when yeah. we finally got on the phone, I'm, I'm like yelling at him. Like, yo, where are you at? Because you aren't answering. And he's like, yo, what are you talking about? Gets his brother on the phone. And I'm yelling at his brother because uh, they're like, yo, his phone wasn't connected to Wi-Fi. So it didn't work. And I'm like. Your phone still should work when it's not connected to Wi-Fi. Bullshit. Where are you? <laughs> yes. No, I get that, though, because I feel that way. And it's like, and it's so funny. I learned this in yoga school, and they made a good point. They were like, it's such human nature. For, like, our mind almost always goes, like, worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't, we think chaotically almost first before we think, rationally yeah and like I remember them using the example of like texting someone and then like you're all anxious and you're getting worked up because they're not texting you back and like lo and behold maybe this person like dropped their phone in water and it's sitting in rice and that's why they didn't text you back but like we've already created a hundred scenarios in our head as to why <laughs> you're not hitting me back up yeah that was me yeah, and he was no. mad at me for a while because I accused him of cheating yeah oh hey, it happens. We're working past things. <laughs> but also, y'all have a kid, you know, you got to answer your phone. It could have been an emergency. <laughs> so many things could have been happening. Mm -hmm. uh, I think another big part of it, too, that makes it hard having hard conversations with like, I want to, I do this thing where I'm like, when I'm at work, I like refer to my life as real life. It's all real life. But you get what I'm saying. But like in my real life with my friends and my people that I choose to have friendships and relationships with, um, I think another thing is like they have to be open to receiving what you hear. There's a lot of moving pieces. Delivery matters. Mm -hmm. um, the openness of the other person to receive the message and have a conversation matters because I don't know what the conversations with you and your mom have been like, but you know, I'm sure it's like you may start talk to her, but she gets worked up and frustrated. And I mean, the reality is it's like how you say, like you always start well and then it turns not great. But like, how often do you think that that's happening? Cause the other person's not receiving your message well. So they start giving you that energy and like, what are you gonna do back? Well, see, here's my thing. Um, it gets annoying when someone isn't trying to understand your point of view or yeah. your perspective or your why behind what you did. Um, and all they think about is like the one action and how it affects them without seeing like the big picture. And then they also don't want to take accountability for their actions. 
that's the part like i don't mind having conversations but when someone doesn't like take accountability for their actions or want to see the big picture or want to get an understanding of why that part pisses me off because at that point i'm like what's the point of even talking like oh my god yes that's exactly how i feel and it's like and again like i call this like growing pains i feel like it, it's what it is because i was like thinking about this earlier because i need to have a conversation with a friend and at one, I caught myself, I need to stop doing the thing where I'm trying to like play the conversation out how I think it's going gonna go in my head. Cause like, you don't know, you just have to have the conversation and try to deliver it mm -hmm. the best way that you know how to. Um, but it's like, why should I be scared? Like, why am I like dialing back how I wanna say this? And again, this is not me saying just fly off the handle and like rip into someone, but I also shouldn't be so nervous about bringing up a conversation with you or having a talk with you because if we're vibrating at a similar frequency, maybe not the same, but a similar frequency, I should be able to have a conversation. And that's why I tell you, like, I think a lot of those times, like hearing you, it's like, I'm trying to have a level head conversation, but they probably go into defense mode because mm -hmm. they're just thinking about, like you said, that one action that may have made them feel some type of way about their self which and so they start being defensive but energy is give and take right it mm -hmm. it feeds it flows off of each other so if i come in cool calm and collected but you start getting defensive and you won't put any kind of walls down and try to reason understand what's do you think my natural reciprocation of that's going to be well now i'm going to start being defensive because you're being defensive and i and it's like, we didn't even, I didn't want to come into the conversation this way. I just wanted to have a talk about it. We could agree to disagree, but like, that's why I say it's crazy. Cause I realized that in, it was only in Charlotte for like three and a half, four full days. And I saw this happen in multiple areas in my life where I was just like, but I've never had this perception of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, wow, like something in my mind is shifting because we're growing and that's what it is. It's a level of growth that you're vibrating on that not to say someone isn't on their own journey and growing at their own pace, but maybe your level is not where their level is. And so that's why there's this friction because mm -hmm. you've grown, you've done the work. This person now needs to, the only way this person's going to truly understand is to do the work to get to that level mm -hmm. or something similar. And it's like, I don't think they're there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've gotten to the point like in my personal life when it comes to like certain conversations, like I'll state my piece. I'll say like the who, what, when, where, how, how, when, you know, all the things. But if it's not being reciprocated on the other side where we can really get to really like the cause and trying to figure out like the next step to get to it, I don't really care about continuing the conversation because I have other stuff I need to worry about in my life. <laughs> like yeah, I yeah. have so many other things I need to do and take care of. Like if you don't want to understand, okay, I'm gonna just leave you right there and keep on pushing. 
Exactly. And it's like, it's not your job to manage their feelings. That was like a big lesson I learned earlier this year. And I was like, if me sharing my experience of how something made me feel mm-hmm. makes you feel uncomfortable, same, which vice versa, if you share something with me where I'm like, holy shit, like I didn't think that I was doing that to you or I didn't, I wasn't trying to do that to you. But if I'm feeling some type of way in that, the reality is, is I need to check in with myself because yeah. clearly that's hitting something in me. And I'm not saying that no one can ever say something to you that's out of left field. Like it gets hard because you do have to like separate from like what's a projection and like how can I reason and understand and empathize how maybe I could have done this differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's part of it too. It's just like yeah, ugh, people, they don't. Yeah. One thing that gets me is when like I have a lot of times when I'm like going back and forth with someone, they'll tell me that they don't like what I did. And I'm like, so what, what did I do that you didn't like? And then they can't tell me a specific example to where I can identify the behavior. And I'm just like, yeah, why are we talking? You are upset, but you can't give me anything to work with. Yeah. No context. (laughs) Like you don't even like, for the simple fact that like you don't even know why you're mad, we need to table this and like <laughs> sit on it, think on it. And if there's a conversation that still needs to happen, then come back to me. Yeah, yeah, I've just felt that way. I've been like, for me, I very much believe that like my New Year's, um, I celebrate New Year's, it's fun, woohoo, we get dressed, whatever, cool. But like for me, where I get really introspective and really like think about my goals and like what I want to do with the next year moving forward is around my birthday, um, because that's a full, you know, cycle around the sun for me, for myself. Um, so I think it's really good to have those touching moments. And like I've said this to quite a bit of people and I just don't know how to explain it. But like I feel like I have shifted so drastically as a person And of course, there's parts of our character, like our characteristics of who we are, that we always will be at our core. Like, I'm always going to be the silly, goofy, bubbly, talkative person that I've always been. But, you know, the older we get, the more life experience you get. And you start to see what things aren't working and what things are working. And so you just, you get smarter. But, like, I don't know what it is about this year where it has just felt like a substantial switch which obviously i think has a lot to do with like uprooting my life a year ago moving to a new place spending so much time on my own being more comfortable with my own person but it's like it's crazy how when you kind of start to branch back out into like i don't want to say that i didn't have a social life and i never talked to people that sounds aggressive i don't think anyone has to like do that to find themselves but that's kind of what it was like for me. I didn't have a big social life. I wasn't seeing a lot of people all the time. I wasn't going out doing a lot of things. So it was a lot of pouring into me. But when you start to reintegrate with um, people and the things that you used to do, that shit does not hit the same. It, it, it's, it's the same too. Like I, I know I referenced this, but coming into motherhood, I used to love partying. Now I could care less. I, <laughs> I really don't care. Like I'm more interested in different things. 
like I'd rather go like, I don't know, like sightseeing and be more interactive and stuff versus just let's uh let's let's go get drunk and go yeah. hard. Like it's it's still fun. Like I'll do it like once every now and then, but it's not like a regular occurrence anymore. Yeah, no, I 100% resonate with that because that's how, um, like I had some friends, I have some friends that are going to NOLA in the beginning of next year, like uh, February, um, January or March-ish or whatever, sometime around there. Um, And he was telling me, he was like, oh, you should come. And I was like, I do want to see Louisiana. Like, obviously it's an experience, but I was like, "Eh," but like, I don't really want to do it like a big group friend trip because it's Louisiana, like, we're getting fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Like, Wait, I've heard you've never it. gone? Like, oh, you gotta it. experience it at least once. I do want to experience it, but, like, I also want to be able to do it at my pace. Like, yeah. Are they going for Mardi I mean? Gras? Is that why they're going in February? Probably. Because that's what Mardi Gras is. Probably, yeah. Because I remember it was, like, top of year that they were going, and and I was like, but I said that I was like, you know, I've at this point in my life, I've been on plenty of trips with my friends, birthday trips, beach trips, um, you know, whatever, just spontaneous trips to like go somewhere and like just go out, go to the bars, rage, get fucked up, have fun. And I love those moments and I don't think there's anything wrong with those moments. And there will still be more time for more moments like those. Mm-hmm. But I'm like at that phase where I'm like, I want to be like on the vacation, like on the jet skis out in the water. I've never done that. Like I want to be <laughs> on the excursions. I want to go to the beautiful museums that people say that you should go and visit. It's like, those are the things that I want to do. And I think when people don't, when you're in that, you have to like respect and recognize that like sometimes like you're in that phase in life and maybe the people that you're with or hanging around now, aren't in that same season. Mm-hmm. And um, what's interesting too, is like my physical body, like will tell me, you know, you don't really want to be doing this. And then I'll start like feeling anxious and stuff. And when I really don't want to be at a certain event, I'm just like, ugh. like our homecoming is coming up for my alma mater. And people are, are asking me like, are you going? Are you going? I'm like, I really don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to go to homecoming. Y'all can have that. But uh, yeah, I feel more alive when I'm like doing more stuff that brings me joy. And that kind of stuff doesn't bring me joy anymore. So I try to do it. And I think it's like, it's a part of our lives that we like and again, it's not saying it's bad if you want to go out, whatever, like do it. Like I still mm-hmm. do it too sometimes, but it's like there's other things in life that we're not experiencing because we're taking time. Like I think about like how much money I'm spending at the bar every weekend. And then like someone tells me like, oh, we could run a jet ski for the day or for four hours for like $400. And I'm like, that's so much money. But if I think about it, like I spend that much money if not more doing all those same things and like I think about like if I drink if I get one drink then two drinks and three drinks I'm going to start ordering more drinks my care like the care that I have about uh, my coins like 
kind of starts to go out the window. I just start spending. Then you get food at the end of the night. Then I'm eating unhealthy. Then I'm hung over the next day. So I'm probably ordering food. And like you start to notice how it's like, it's not just drinking. Like it doesn't just start there. Like it trickles into so many other parts of your life where it's like, and I'm getting older. It takes like two, three days to put that shit back together. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like anyone listening to this, I challenge you to think this because I think this is what really like sparked the introspective like moments for me this year around was I can't, I'm not going to take credit for this thought because I know I heard it or like some version of it somewhere on some podcast. I can't remember where, but they were kind of like referencing, like really think about your life one year ago, one whole year ago. And like, how different when you look around at the things around you, the things you're doing, the people around you, the places you're going, how different are you from your, who you were one year ago in your life? How different were you? I think a year ago I was drinking a lot. Um, socially, I wouldn't say like I was drinking to the point where like I needed help, but like I was drinking multiple days a week, not just the weekends. There were plenty of weekdays. You know, we used to go to like an event every Thursday night in Charlotte that we like to go to that our friend friend run and ran, run, whatever I'm trying to say. Um, definitely was drinking Thursday nights. Probably was like drinking, you know, drinking multiple days out of the week. Was working out some days, but there was no like schedule or consistency with that. No schedule or consistency with my eating. I had a job, you know, and like I had a decent social life, but like it just stagnant, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And now it's like I look at my life and it's like I have my own space. I've um, been pretty consistent and with eating healthy and working out for about six months. I'm in school, <laughs> like just so many things have changed. You know what I mean? I live alone versus living with people. Um, I do things like read before I go to bed. Me a year ago, whenever <laughs> she, wasn't, she wasn't buying books, she wasn't reading. She had a bookshelf. Was she putting anything useful on it now? So I think about how much I've changed and shifted and it makes you like start to realize kind of like what you said, those same things that I used to do a year ago that made me fulfilled and happy don't necessarily make me feel fulfilled anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to say the last year I was like, I felt trapped and stuck because I was stuck at this job that I absolutely hated that had me super stressed and had me working so many hours of the days where like I didn't feel like I had the time to take care of my physical self. So I felt really trapped. Um, I felt really sad. <laughs> and I just overall wasn't happy. And I wasn't happy with myself because I didn't have time to like focus on my physical. Definitely did not have time to focus on my mental. But now like uh, I'm actually really happy that I got laid off. Like I kid you not like I, a lot of people were upset, but I was like, thank gosh, <laughs> I'm about to go take a nap. <laughs> Listen, blessing, blessing in disguise, blessings in disguise. That's exactly what I did. I took a nap, I went to the gym and just 
it was wonderful. And now like um, with my new job, like I set boundaries with myself. I'm like, okay, I'm, I have a hard stop time to where like, I'm not working anymore. And I just focus on my personal life. Um, I'm still like getting like my time management, like on when I want to do my workouts. I want to start doing my workouts in the morning now before work so I can spend more time with the family at night. But I'm so much happier and I'm less stressed. And I feel like the goals that I have now, they're actually attainable. Even though like the progress is happening slowly, I'm like, I'm making progress, which is so much better. So I'm so much happier now in comparison to last year. And it's crazy, like with this new job that I have, it doesn't pay like nearly as much as my other job did. But, and like my old boss is trying to recruit me to work with her again at her new job. And she's like, it pays so much more money. You'll make almost six figures. And I'm like, you're like outweighing the, the pros I don't, and the cons. I am fine making the amount of money that I make for the peace that I have mentally. Like to me, that yeah. is so much more important. I don't, I don't necessarily want to make more money if it's going to cost me my peace. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. Like I agree with that. I feel like, um, I made a lot of money at a previous job and I definitely don't make nearly as much. And like, you know, there's pros and cons. I would like to make a little bit more money because it would make my life a little bit easier. But at the same time, part of like you're, what you're saying, part of the reason why I have not left my job is because like, I love kind of like you, how I can turn it off when I'm done. It doesn't stress me out. It doesn't overwhelm me. Um, I have a good work-life balance and it's like, I don't just want to give that up because that shit is hard. And maybe I don't make as much money as I used to, but But I see people out here stressed out about, yeah, I see people stressed out. Yeah. They're nine to five. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just glad I don't feel that way. It doesn't make me feel that way. Yeah. I definitely don't want to get a promotion. Like that comes with more responsibility. And I, I'm not trying to sell my soul for a company ever again. I understand that I've been riding that train for like the last four years. I um, came very overqualified for the position that I work in now. And a lot of the managers would like see my resume and they'd be like, you'd be great in a manager role in a leadership role. And I'm like, nope. Cause I know I love my job, but I know that it's not my end goal. Yeah. Um, and so like, I'm at this place where it's like, one, I don't want to take an opportunity away from someone who's really trying to build um, like a long-term career of retiring from here. I know there's a point where you have to think about your resume, but it's like the experience you're trying to give me isn't anything that I don't already have on my resume. So I'd rather not take that opportunity away. And I don't want to deal with the stress of that if I know it's not something that I want to build up from. So it's like, why? Yeah, I put myself through that and it's being real. And it's like, they ask you all the time. And I'm like, I just want to be the best at what I'm doing now. I want to master my craft. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely don't want to ever manage again. That shit is for the birds. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't like managing people. I don't mind working with people like on a team, but being responsible for people, I don't want to do that anymore. 
Yeah, no, I understand. Girl, I was like 20 years old, 21 years old managing people. And um, I work in sales. So I think, do you work in sales still? No, not anymore. Okay. I work in transit. <laughs> Lucky. I need to be doing that. But I work in sales. So um, managing as a sales manager, like you're managing, you're helping people manage their metrics, their mm -hmm. commission checks. And like, I would be 20 years old, have no idea, like barely into the real world in life. And like, I'm sitting here about to like slide like a ride up to a 46 year old who's like venting to me about their mortgage and how they're behind on their mortgage. And this happened with their kid at school. And I was just like, oh, this is too much. This isn't for me. This isn't for me. This isn't the time. This isn't the place. Like, I don't, I don't want that on my shoulders. So I get that. It's like, it's already enough to manage myself. I gotta manage mm -hmm. other people. Like mm -hmm. it taught me some valuable people skills, but yeah, not my journey. I don't want to say not my journey though, too, because like I think we both do want to be entrepreneurs and eventually like we're gonna have our own teams that are helping us run things. But it's different. Yeah. It's your passion project and it's something yeah. like your, you know, dream that you're building up versus I'm building up someone else's dream and it's like, ugh doesn't always feel great yeah um, but i want to tie back to something you said earlier uh or you just said the word and it triggered me boundaries and like that's the thing that i i'm like learning is like the hardest for a lot of people um when like kind of those growing pains and stuff come around it's like when you start evolving as a person you start learning part of that is learning how to set better boundaries for yourself and i realized I feel like I've been beating myself up because I think that I haven't been setting good enough boundaries. But, you know, I just had a very introspective moment this weekend where I was like, no, me saying this or doing this was me setting a boundary. But said person did not respect the boundary I had set. And I get it. It's hard because for a long time I've been this way. And now when I'm retracting that behavior because I'm now setting boundaries, that's hard for you to understand. And the natural instinct in me, which is repeating those cycles, feels like I'm not, like I spend so much time being like, you're not setting good enough boundaries. You're not working hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. And it's like, why am I talking to myself like that? Like mm -hmm. I've absolutely setting boundaries. You are absolutely working hard on yourself. Like how much you've changed your life in a year. Like maybe it's not, everything I thought it would be like, maybe I thought I would have met someone been rich and like everything would have been coming together. <laughs> and like, it takes more time than that. But like, I have taken so many steps to change who I am as a person. But, you know, you have to have that perspective switch. And it's like, maybe it's not that I'm not setting boundaries, but I need to start re realizing when someone's not respecting the boundaries I'm setting. And I think I've started to notice that more in my life lately. But I I'm like, I don't know, help me out here. It's like, I feel like when I try to have those conversations with people, they don't get it. And it's like, how do I make you understand what I'm saying without sounding like an asshole? <laughs> In a perfect world, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, so it's, it's, it's really hard. So. I know for myself, 
to be able to set boundaries, I had to be honest with myself and real about myself about like my shortcomings. A lot of people aren't honest with themselves. So when they come across someone who is trying to set boundaries for themselves and you can't, you don't have access to them like you used to, it's, it's hard for them to see themselves and <laughs> understand like why this person is doing this. Cause they don't see that their actions are really what, what their actions do to someone else. They don't want to see it. They don't want to be accountable to it. Yeah, no, I absolutely feel like that. And it's like, I had this thought where it was like, I see how the way that I would talk about one person, how that like created a perspective of that person for other people. And it was like, wow, I hate that. Like it made me like kind of open my eyes to like, wow, like because of the way that this person treats people, like it makes people perceive them this way, even though there might be a, like a really great person there, but it's just like, there's some things they're doing right now that aren't the greatest. Um, but it made me be like, but what do people perceive of me? Like, I think I, I had this friend who had this like best friend and her best friend, she was treating her shitty. And like, we would always tell her, stick up for yourself, stick up for yourself. You need to stick up for yourself. I know that it's hard but like that you need to have this conversation or do that thing, put up for yourself. And she never did. And now she ended up in a situation recently where that person shit on her. And I'm not saying that anyone should have shit on anyone, but it's like she shit on her in a big way that threw her life into chaos and her having to figure out all these things where it was like, you could have peacefully, I mean, I don't even want to say peacefully, but you could have gotten yourself out of this situation in a way where you had more time and planning um, versus now it's chaotic. You don't have time. You're having to figure shit out. You feel like everything's crumbling. And it made me realize in what ways in my life do people look at me and they're like, damn, you're a good girl. She's an awesome girl. But this person or that person, she lets them treat her like shit. And like, how does that, what is their perspective of me? Like, you know, are you looking at me like, well, I love her to death, but like she lets everyone walk all over her. So honestly, everyone's perception is going to be different because yeah. it's their perception. Like you shouldn't worry about that because at the end of the day, like you can treat everyone exactly the same, but everyone else is going to have their own view of you. Like you could be exactly yeah. the same. Some people are going to think you're a bitch. Some people are going to think you are the nicest person ever. Some yeah. people are going to be neutral, but it's all on their viewpoint of how they view you in their life at this moment. Uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I don't even want to say that I'm like so worried. And I think to your point and what it made me come back to was, I don't think I like the way that I perceive myself. Like now that I'm looking on the outside in of like, how I'm letting this person treat me or how I'm letting that person treat me. Like, I don't, I don't like that perception of myself because like, that's not how I want to think of myself. I want to think of myself as 
yes, a good friend and a good person, but not someone who just lets someone walk all over them. And that's kind of how I was feeling in that moment was like, I don't like my perception of myself. So I need to change that. I need to fix that. What are the what are the root issues or what are the people um, or things in my life that aren't supporting the new boundaries that I'm setting for myself and who I want to be and who I am. And I need to change those things. And like, that shit is going to be hard. You're going to lose friends, people, maybe opportunities that you thought you really wanted at one point that aren't a right fit for you anymore. But I think it's so important to like have that moment and think about that with yourself because I heard one of my friends say, she was coming down from New York and she said she almost messaged me to let me know that she was coming, but she didn't because she told me she was like, I knew that if I told you that I was going to be in Charlotte, that you would have made the drive to be here, which like, I love you and I would have loved to see you. But like, that's a lot for a person to have to do. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't say anything to you because I didn't want to make you go through all of that. And the crazy thing is like, she was absolutely right. I would absolutely packed my car up and hightailed my ass to Charlotte to see her because I love her and she's a person who I feel like reciprocates the energy that I give her but like it also gave me a moment of reflection of like being like wow but you respect me as a human because you know at the end of the day that's a lot and so even though that was something that made you happy you didn't want to do that but I think that's what sparked that idea of like damn, but like also I'm a person who makes myself so accessible that like someone who I genuinely would want to do that for didn't want to ask me that because she sees how I put myself out of my way so far for other people. And I was like, that needs to change Mm -hmm. because those people shouldn't text me, tell me to come see you. I want to come see you. But you're right. When I'm letting these other people use and abuse my energy and not stand in my power, it's like, Look how that's affecting relationships that are good for me, you know? Oh, thank yeah. God. Thank God my niece was born earlier, else I wouldn't have been there, you know? Yeah, yeah. My, a lot, like every relationship I have has changed since becoming a parent. Like, I say no way more often now. Because um, a lot of people, like, last minute, they're like, hey, do you want to do this and do that? No. You realize I have a whole human who, like, if I need to do something, I have to plan, <laughs> like, childcare and whatnot. So, like, if you hit me up on, like, a last-minute thing or, like, a day-before type thing, uh, you're getting a no from me. Yeah, I totally understand <laughs> and, and don't expect me to hit you up all the time now because... there's so much in life going on oh my god like Like, I'll try and get back to you as much as I can but like if you text me you're not going to get a response right away like you used to get (laughs) like if I text you back next week (laughs) because like I seriously will like go to respond to someone and then like my son will do something and then I go like because he's in his and space now or he's into everything. And then I don't think it, of it anymore. Yeah, it's gone. It's like completely out of your head. Mm-hmm. That text message doesn't even exist anymore. And it's like nothing personal towards that person. But it's just like real life is happening right now in front of you. Like this present moment is happening and you need to be there and like handle it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, ter- I'm terrible for that. And then like, I'll be honest too, like this took time and balance, but in like, for people like myself who feel like I'm a people pleaser for sure. 100%. 
Um, I always felt like I need to text back immediately and right away. But like, there's times too where like someone will send me a text and I'm just not ready to respond to that. Like, I'm not ready to have this conversation yet. And I'm not even saying it has to be a deep conversation, but like, it could be someone texting me a couple weeks before my birthday and being like, hey, what are we doing for your birthday? I might be doing something else or like trying to work on something else. You know, my mind is somewhere else. I'm not prepared to have that conversation or maybe I don't have the answer for you yet. Like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing for my birthday yet. So like sometimes I will look at it and I will be like, I will respond to that later when I'm ready to have that conversation. And that is okay too. I will say I have to be better at forgetting about it. Mm-hmm. I'll mean to respond and be like, oh, I'll respond later. And then same thing. Yeah. Usually, like one thing happens, the dog needs to be walked and it's all out the window. But it's like, it's, it's okay for that too, because like we're human beings and like mm-hmm. you don't have to spend so much time uh, being wrapped up in our phones and knowing what everyone else is doing. Because I mean, realistically, the only thing we have is this moment right mm-hmm. now. So the best thing that you can do is like be as present in the moment as you possibly can. And yeah, yeah, it's it's nice when you stop being a people people pleaser. I used to be a people pleaser as well because I was always told you have to be one. But like, I'm so much happier not being one. I don't care about pleasing people anymore. <laughs> when it comes to my peace, like. I don't care. Either you fuck with me or you don't. And if you don't, fine. If you do, great. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's, and like literally when you start to understand that and that starts to click on your brain, like if I could tell you anything I've learned in 27 years, you ain't never going to please everyone. So stop doing it. Like mm-hmm. it just, it's not going to happen. As long as you like, try your best, man. Be, be a good best. person. Don't harm others. Mm-hmm. You know, take accountability when you fuck up. It's okay to be wrong. Mm-hmm. But like and you said, as best. long as yeah, as long as you're trying to do your best and what you know is the best at that time, or what you've been taught is the right thing to do, like that's what matters. And like I think if your intentions are in the right place, then people will understand. And then those who don't aren't meant to, and that's mm-hmm. okay too. But it's like I think my mom has such a hard time with that. And like, I think it's also managing expectations, which is a big thing I've had to learn. It's like, do you, have you ever felt like you do certain things for people? And so you expect them to do those things in return. And I think a big lesson I had to learn was like, stop expecting yourself and other people because that's not how this works. Facts. Like <laughs> the things that I'm willing to do, for you as a friend may not be the same things that you're willing to do. So I can't expect that the bar is equal. Yeah. Like, facts. <laughs> you have to learn to manage those expectations. Yeah. And like, I think it's okay if your expectations of people and stuff change too. Like, mm-hmm. like as we grow, like the expectations, I'm not saying that it's not good to have expectations, but I think you have to recognize when like, those expectations can be met from a person or they cannot mm-hmm. and accept that and move on to finding people who, you know, again, are vibrating at your same level because it's imperative. Like, yeah. It just yeah. 
for the sake of time, do you want to do one of these conversations? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I actually a little ASMR. <laughs> but um, I, Kevin and I actually got this like months ago, but we never played it. It's actually let's get deep questions for cus questions for couples, and um, there's different levels to it. Level one is like icebreaker level. Level two is deep. Level three is deeper. That's really cool. I love that they've started making games like this because it like. We all act like conversating is easy and like there's talkative people like you and I who like we can talk, but like sometimes it's hard. I only got so much yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. And especially with like, you know, people who give off vibes who they just don't feel like talking. Mm -hmm. But whatever. I'm fine being in silence. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've gotten comfortable with silence. So I'm going to pull like a deeper card, a deep and a icebreaker, icebreaker. one. Perfect. So we have like a mixture. Get into the nitty gritty here. Yeah. Well, while you're working on that, I just want everyone to know she officially ordered her birthday outfit. I'm a little nervy, not about the outfit, but I don't know if you ever heard of White Fox Boutique. It's like a super trendy Australian boutique that all these people are shopping at now. Mm -mm. It's expensive. It's not cheap, but I'm trying to learn quality over quantity. So investing in nicer pieces mm -hmm. versus just like buying the cheap stuff. Oh, um, I'm a so I'm Fashion just, Nova stan. I love Fashion I, Nova. I need to look at their site more, but you know, their pr Sheen's prices are more appealing, but also their size chart is whack. Um, <laughs> love Sheen. Wearing all Sheen right now, but like the sizing is god awful to figure out. But I ordered pants and you know how ordering pants goes so yeah it's it's a hit fingers, or miss fingers crossed okay so it was you, not you Go i ahead. feel you Sorry. do you want to start with icebreaker deep or deeper let's start with the icebreaker let's okay. let's do it chronologically okay icebreaker okay would you rather be able to fly or be invisible and why um I'm going to say fly. Why? Um, I think one, it would be really cool to be able to like get myself from point A to point B quicker. I mean, I don't know. Do we think it would be quicker? I just I feel like I could save a lot of money on plane tickets and go to a lot of places if I could fly. But I don't think I'd want to be invisible because I feel like if I was invisible, I would use it. <laughs> The toxic parts of me would use it for the wrong reasons. And then I would just catch myself getting my feelings hurt a lot. So I think I think invisible, it's just it's too dangerous for me. I would actually choose invisible. Yeah, why? So I can escape and take a nap. Oh my God. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. It that's, would be nice. That's it. Or like you think you ever think when you're doing like mundane things like grocery shopping and some guys like trying to holler at you or like you just left the gym and you're like getting gas and some guys trying to holler at you and you're like, you know, I don't get hit on anymore. Girl, it's probably because you haven't been focusing your attention on it because I used to feel the same way, too. I used to be like, damn, I don't ever get hit on anymore. Am I still pretty? But I never thought about it. And then when I started like kind of it's a way we carry ourselves 
where people can kind of tell like she don't want to be talked to. I feel like so I want to try this thing like just to see if it works. I forget what it's called, but um, you you rub your coochie juice on yourself on the outside. Oh yeah, fair because it releases pheromones, natural yeah. pheromones that makes it, yeah. it attracts people to your scent. Yeah, yeah I've heard about that. This girl says she puts it on like her neck and her wrist when she goes to the gym, and she is like so irresistible to men. I oh, I could a hundred percent seeing that because there's something that's primal and just like innate about it. It was kind of like when we talked about sex, and you had brought up the fact that like how like your body can reject a person. Mm -hmm. Just by like, yeah, so I can yeah. see how that would coincide and work. You should try it. I want to try it. I want to see if it works. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's, I think it's a way that we carry you try ourselves. It. You try um, it. When you go to girl, the gym. We'll see. Just, my skin, I have to be so careful. I guess it's my own bodily fluids, but I also don't want to get hit on by anyone at my gym. That's like, or next time you go out. Me. Next time you yeah, go out, try it. Like that. Yeah. But, it's also a way that we carry ourselves. And I really, I really noticed that when I got out of my first serious relationship out of college, I was like feeling that way, like no one hits on me anymore and stuff like that. And then it was like, as soon as we broke up and I, I didn't even necessarily notice that I was carrying myself differently, but I was paying attention more. I was looking around more. And I was like, when I would see a cute guy that would just walk by me, I was kind of like, damn, like, why does no one ever hit on me? But the more I started to pay attention to it, I swear to you, the more, people start hitting on me and I was like wow I think it's it's truly just like a way our body language the way that we are like I think we carry ourselves a little differently when we're in a relationship versus when we're not and I feel like it's energy people pick up on it you know what I mean yeah. we'll see <laughs> yeah. okay. so deeper or sorry deep uh what's your extended family like So when we say extended family, do you mean like cousins? Yeah, aunts, uncles. Um, I mean, they're so different. I grew up in a mixed family, so I have a lot of extended family because I have my dad's side, my stepdad's side, my mom's side, and I don't have a stepmom right now. So, um, But they're pretty cool. I actually saw some of my cousins for the first time in years this weekend, so that was cool. One of them lives out in California. Um, my mom's family all lives out in Colorado. Love, love, love them. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to jinx it, but I have ex some exciting adventures for next year where I'll probably be able to spend more time with them. So I'm super excited about that. But girl, all my extended family is like, I'm kind of a baby in all of that. They're all grown, married, yeah. on to kid three, four, some of them five. Um, they're all over the place, Georgia, Colorado, um, those two places for the most part, South Carolina. So, yeah, but yeah, I love them. I love them. I get along with even my stepdad's family. I honestly get along with my stepdad's family way better than I do with my stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about your family? They're pretty cool. Um, my, my mom's brother, my aunt and my uncle, they're actually really cool. Um, they, he, he's like a business person. He has his own heating and plumbing business. 
and she takes care of house and manages home, but she, she's actually the boss. And, <sighs> and she, she, she is a boss. And like, my cousin is like really super smart. She's into horses. I want to ride one of her horses one day. Your cousin's but a horse girl? Yeah, she has like five of them. Oh my God, she's a true horse girl. That's yeah. really cool though. I'm scared. I'm scared to ride horses. I used to love riding horses, but I, my last experience has scarred me for life. Yeah, why? So I had extended family. Wow, full circle moment. It's like extended family. So it was he wasn't my real family, but he was my grand, one of my grandfather's like really good friends. We called him our uncle Monty, and he. I know this could be controversial to some people, but he bred show horses. It mm -hmm. is what it is. And we would go out to, in Missouri, like his land, and we'd ride the horses. And we were riding them in the stables one day because it was bad weather outside. And I accidentally kicked the horse and didn't realize, like, to make him run, to, like, give him the signal to run. I accidentally yeah. did whatever, whatever that signal is. I did that. And we were in the stable, and he starts charging, which, one, I was not prepared for. And he was charging straight towards a gate, like a metal gate that stopped him from being able to leave the stable and i thought that he was gonna run into it and it was gonna like why did i think a horse was just gonna run straight into something like no people, people die off a of horseback riding did you not see that one video maybe like a year ago where the horse like like i guess had an abrupt stop at the fence and then like the person went over okay listen that's what i thought was gonna happen right so like I mean, think about it. Horses are strong. Our cars are horsepower. Like, yeah. So he was running and he was charging. And right when he got to the fence, instead of like breaking and like me flying off, he threw his front legs up and like neighed. And like, girl, when I told you I've never held on to anything so it's like, scary. hard with my dear life, I did not fall off the horse. Thank God, because that could have been even more dangerous. But it that I was pretty young. I, say maybe eight, nine years old. And I had ridden horses many times before, but it has terrified me and I've never been on a horse again since then. So. I really want to ride a horse and by Kev's job, he didn't tell me this, but like when, when my car was broken down, we we're carpooling and I'm like, you've been working here all this time and you never told me there was a horse ranch right beside your job. And I'm like, let's go on a fun date. You never thought of that. Oh, that would be so cute. Girl, maybe he's planning that. Maybe that's the proposal. Girl, no. He is not proposing anytime soon. Yeah, but maybe he's saving it for when he does because he knows, like, this is bucket list. Like, this is, like. No. Knowing, knowing him, he's probably going to propose at, like, because we like to go out to eat. It'll probably most likely be at a dinner. Yeah. But that's so cool that you have a cousin that um, has five horses. I think it's really cool. I have been around horses. I had a coworker um, years back. She had a horse. I think she still has her, actually. I follow her on Instagram, and I still see her post. Um, and, like, I've definitely, like, gone to her stable and, like, pet her horse and fed it apples. But haven't uh, necessarily worked with the courage to get back on top of one yet. It's just it's scary. They're, they're very powerful. You have to respect them. They are powerful creatures. <laughs> so I'm picking a different deeper card because I don't know how to answer this one. So. 
Okay. If you could get plastic surgery on one part of your body, which would you pick and why? So easy. My boobs. And I'm doing it eventually. Wait. When I can afford it. What, what do you want done to your boobs? I want a reduction. Yeah. So, um, for starters, I was, I did start developing boobs a little bit sooner. Like that was like my first like sign of puberty. Like I got my period pretty late. I've never been very like acne prone because I have such dry skin. So for me, it was like the boobs. So at first it was like, Ooh, she's got big boobs. But then like, as I got into high school, um, it really evened out and I really didn't have like huge boobs. I had good sized boobs. Like I wouldn't say that I was flat chested. Mm-hmm. I'd say like I teeter 38 B like 34 C good size, but not like large girl. I went on birth control for one year and them things went. <laughs> and when I got off birth control and started working out, I really thought the size of my boobs would go down. They did not. And it's just, I hate it. Like, Girls with smaller boobs see my boobs and they're like, oh, I would love to have your boobs. They're so perky. They are not perky. Are they're annoying. They're <laughs> are nothing annoying. perky about these things. They are two water balloons. Like <laughs> your nipples are up here. My nipples are down here. Like, oh yeah. No. Mine hang like sandbags. <laughs> same. No, literally same. Like I don't, all boobs are beautiful boobs. Okay. I'm going to throw that out there, but like, I don't know. For me, like, I don't think mine are cute. I don't either. They point down. (laughs) Kevin's like, I love your titties. And I'm like, but they're like, hang down. They're not like perky. He's like, you're not a little girl. So I'd rather your boobs hang down. (laughs) Listen, my ex used to tell me the same thing. And I'd be like, "Uh, I don't get it. I'm not like, and there's many, you could tell me you like them as much as you like, want. I don't like them. So I would absolutely love to have, and also just like the, amount of tension that I carry in my upper back that I know I'm not saying it's the only reason, but I know cause there's literally times girl where I'm sitting and I'm working and I don't have a bra on and like technically we shouldn't have to wear bras. It's not necessarily the best for your boobs. That's why you shouldn't sleep in them. But there's times where like I'm, I have no bra on and I'm like literally holding my boobs up and I can feel how significantly like less weight it's putting on my back shoulder area. So I, w- I absolutely want to get a reduction. I don't want to do super small. Like, give me a 34C and I'm good. Like, yeah. I don't want anything tiny. And I would like, if I'm going to pay all that money to have you take some out, I might as well have you put them back where I want. But I don't know. You help me with this because my sister made a good point. She's like, do you want to do it before you have a baby? Because I'm telling I'll do you. I'll do it after. That's what she said. She's like, breastfeeding changes it. But then I'm also like, damn, at that point, like, hopefully I have the husband if I'm having the kid. And so clearly he's okay with my boobs. So, like, do I need to fix them at that point? No. They just see titties and get happy as fuck. <laughs> so, so I'm like, should I do it before, you know? But I get it. It's like why I do it before. And well, then if, I do if the reduction, if the reduction, get them whenever just because um, – like when you have kids, those babies get big as fuck. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, they're already big. And then you're talking about when I have a baby, they're going to be bigger. Oh, that terrifies me. I mean, they, they go back to regular size once you're done breastfeeding. I don't know, man. But... That's what they told me after birth control. 
Yeah. Um, what would I get? Um, so I would like, so I would do one a BBL, but like one from like a fat transfer, like take my yeah. stomach and put it in my ass, but don't make it unrealistic. Like no. I don't want like a super big ass, like just get, give me a little bit of hips and a little bit of poke. Back you want there. it to be proportionate to your body size. Yeah. But like, so like we don't have this weird, awkward, saggy part in the back of our jeans because our booty don't fill it out. Yeah. 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 But I, they have like a mommy, a mommy makeover where it's like mm -hmm. a tummy tuck, um, a breast lift. And I think some of them do like BBL. Some of them don't where it's like everything is done. Yeah. But it just seems like the healing process is like, because you got to wear that faha. <laughs> and you can't sit. I think that's the hard thing, too. You can't sit, right? Like, you can't sit for I don't know. a hot little second. I'm pretty sure you can't. But, no, um, hell yeah, girl. Get that ass. Because <laughs> Lord knows I need one, too. Um, yeah, no, I think, I don't want to say that I'm like, I think, like, if you want to do something to your body and it's going to make you happier, like, Fucking go for it. Like, if it makes you feel better, I think it can get scary when people get carried away. Like, I don't know about you, and I, I want to say I feel like people are gonna drag me for this one. We don't have that many followers yet, but if and when they hear this, uh, Chloe Kardashian, that's where I'm butt? like, no, just everything in general gets out of hand. Like, that's where I like. Oh yeah, she doesn't look like. The same no. anymore. She looks like a completely different person. Different person, like unrecognizable. And I've tried. Listen, I've tried to look up old pictures of her, and there's very few and far. She's definitely had to have had the internet scrub, because it's it's getting a lot harder to find older photos of her when you like Google and stuff. But like, you know, at the end of the day. But again, it doesn't affect me. So if if it makes you feel better about yourself, then go for it. I don't just, think I would actually do it because I don't want an extra bill. <laughs> I'm too cheap to want to get it. <laughs> I feel that. I I definitely 100% want to do it. But I think for me, that's going to be like a when I can afford. I want to be able to just pay that out of pocket and mm -hmm. like be done with it. So if and when that, come that time comes, we'll cross that road when we get there. But hell yeah, girl, take them titties. I don't want them. I'm not saying I want to be flat chested. I understand that there's pros and cons of both. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but from my own experience, I would rather take the little titty gang. Like, yeah, for sure. Cause big titties, they get annoying. Like when I try and like work out and like do like jump rope, that shit fucking hurts. It's annoying. It hurts. They're smacking <laughs> in the face. You have to, <laughs> bra shopping is so much harder because you have to find something that supports it and holds hey. it in. You have to baby. Oh, Venus. Oh, you're okay. I know earlier we were saying my brother's good at picking names. You're good at picking names too. <laughs> oh, no. Pod dogs. Mine's close by. He's like, he's like knocked out of them. <laughs> she's like, uh, can we go outside? <laughs> yeah, she's like, Mom, you've been at it for a while, but yeah. Well, that's fun. I love that um, deck of cards. I'm going to have to check that out. I need to. Yeah, it's cute. Um, 
do more things like that. Play more games with my friends, wholesome games, sitting around with my friends and getting to know each other better. Cause yeah, I got a target. Um, we can do some more. Like, yeah, no, we should. On a different episode. We should some more. I think that would be um, fun. And you guys leave your um, answers to those questions at the bottom too. Would you ever get plastic surgery? Um, What's your extended family like? Yes. And what was the other one? Oh, was, would you rather fly or be invisible? Or be invisible? Yeah. Or if you don't want to have either one of those, what superpower would you have? Because Yeah. Here's a little ASMR to close us out. Yes. Um, <laughs> I feel like we keep forgetting to say this, but guys, don't forget to like, comment, rate, subscribe, all the things on all the platforms. And we will see you guys next week for another one. Yes. Bye, guys. Love you guys. Bye. Get into it. Let's have some fun. <laughs>